Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Creature. This is season one, episode seven. He gone. Written by Mary Lewis, directed by Michael Morris. Premiere July 10th of 2016. And I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. Jesse is fucking up all over the place. We pick up with our favorite preacher who picks up Eugene's pamphlet and starts church like nothing happened but doesn't know and appalled Cassidy witnessed the whole thing from the balcony above the church I don't even know what that place is but I've never seen a church that had a whole room up there like that however Jesse don't go forth with his plan to tell everyone despite his nonchalance about Eugene going to hell and him sending him there he does not tell everyone to serve God in the way he told Odin King Hannon, and it's a good thing he didn't, especially after we find out that uh, Odin might not be serving the same God that Jesse knows. This feels shockingly like a cult as I watched everyone in church repeating words someone else is preaching to you without no self introspection or reflection of said statements just repeating them kind of gave me ptsd just a bit sheriff root is looking for his son hello it's me tulip meanwhile as she puts up the chairs after church does not need a pocket to to hide her smokes she's trying to do her part by being good despite his chill I am talking about Jesse. The whole thing is kind of clearly haunting him just a bit. It's behind his eyes, but that's me insinuating. The actor's not giving me anything. What else is haunting? Odin can cannon, not at church, listening to cows being butchered while staring enthralled out the window with his Confederate recreated miniature completed. We get a flashback. Jesse and Tulip have been called down to the principal's office. I love that they were sitting there and then <laughs> it's just a bold principal's office for standing up to bullies, but it landed three of the kids in the infirmary, including Donnie Snack, who we all know, who has not been around this last episode or two. But he lost a nipple that Tulip bit. It was an accident right really nigga she's just sitting there with her arms crossed like mm. she's not even trying to defend herself because in this town it's not a lot you can say in your defense because they're gonna judge you if not for being an o'hare for being or for coming from the family that she did uh tulip was called trash though and that was all was needed to pop off what happened to him so that's on him for not knowing who he was fucking with i'm talking to you donnie jesse doesn't want to just leave tulip there he asks jesse's dad where's your mother jail where's your uncle drunk young jesse is trying to be good though dad certainly doesn't think tulip is a good influence he's a little torn about that I think this leads to strife between them and I do mean Tulip and Jesse 
in the future understandably but she becomes liable for something that she had no agency in influencing whatsoever so she's automatically defaulted between what his father preached and everything that his father did not and it felt like a choice when really it wasn't and he's putting all of that on himself because he's a narcissist but we won't get into that at this moment <laughs> maybe not quite a narcissist he's got some uh, not in this season i should say presently she's running parkour style tula barefoot through the town to get ahead of some kids on bikes who stole her uncle's pants while he was passed out in front of his house when she rolled up after church look at the way everyone judges her as if she can help the negligence that she comes from even the prairie dog walking his dog like some of this was just comedy gold <laughs> shaking his head black people looking at her too like come on emily shows jesse his popularity hath grown significantly significantly but she isn't enthused by his swarmy attitude about it who isn't addressing the missing eugene situation or even outwardly showing contempt for his actions cassidy tries to get jesse to admit what's up with him what do you mean how you doing uh i'm good are you are you really good because if you're really good then <laughs> that doesn't explain what i just saw from the good person i know or thought you were or believe you are versus what you just did but he eventually tells him look i saw what happened with the rc face kid and that he isn't judging him as their best mates based on what i don't know but apparently it doesn't take much for cassidy and that's fine if you've been around for a while you probably know what you like and don't like very quickly but what's the plan jesse's like the plan is to go to bible study <laughs> emily is standing there creeping on the whole conversation knowing something's up tulip comes in planning on making dinner with hamburger patties frozen hash browns carrots and a vegetable <laughs> melody <laughs> she's trying her best but cooking is not her thing Cass wonders what's up with the carlos thought she was gonna go beat the shit out of him and and him i don't know she tells him it's on pause he know that she's waiting on jesse and jesse is getting her to be or act in a certain manner that isn't really organic to who she really wants to be or even what she wants to be doing right now she is and, and it's not to say it's a bad thing because i go both ways on it right and on one hand yeah i shouldn't have to you know curtail who i am just to accommodate your phase but she clearly has loved him for a very long time and has been through a lot with him so it's not as if she's just gonna abandon him at the first sign of any type of struggle however um you know it is okay to want to do what you want to do at this moment and not have to sacrifice everything for this other person it's a fine line and i think that jesse and it definitely gets debatable because of where tulip comes from she's not someone that takes shit but she does 
but it's hard when you're watching an unequal balance between the two as adults uh, of her putting more into the effort of the relationship and trying to get over whatever their well the hurdle that we know is the loss of their child and their bad job to try to move on to the next step i'm gonna try to do this your way and then look what that gets her cassie's like i didn't tell jesse anything about us you know making love she's like good because he would have killed you he really did say make love he's like why did you make love to me but she doesn't have an answer to that question and i'm still on the part where Cass really equated doggy style in the back of a car as making love but he still kept his tongue and declares that he and jesse are best mates but tulip challenges this saying he don't know what you really are oh yes he does i told him like nine times why'd you need to tell him nine times if he already knew why do you keep needing to prove what you are to him clearly he doesn't believe you and you know that tulip basically warned him look jesse is a judgmental fuck who wouldn't approve seeing as his hero is john fucking wayne which that is a straight reference to the comics it's almost as if they gave him the john wayne about you know the kind of wild wild west back there ideals but then they didn't give him any of the badassery that comes with a strict set of code of good things that you're gonna do they definitely fucked jesse's character up from the comics he was much more likable what this says though is in a lot of ways Cass and tulip are people that are quote-unquote below jesse in a sentiment that they're not hierarchy of i don't know benevolence for god specialty that goes a little bit into his backstory which we eventually will get to but i always felt that uncomfortable them going back and having this conversation they're both basically like you know we love him we're close to him but let's not pretend we don't know who he is and the viewpoint stance he has regarding their own agency in the moralistic guide of their life if that made any type of sense to be incorrectly reading way more into that but that's when you guys can let me know blackercouch.gmail.com uh he tells her there's or she tells him there's things that jesse doesn't need to know which i find interesting like i'm his girlfriend but you don't need to know everything so she definitely holds a part of herself from jesse but i think she is able to share that last part of herself with cassidy because he understands in a way jesse won't cassidy responds by there are things that jesse's not telling you about this power that can make you do anything you want jesse's like um not me but i'm like girl <laughs> you sitting here trying to make it work flashback wrestling apparently is a favorite pastime between the tweens as dad has both tulip and jesse wash dishes after homework tulip overhears him talking to child services about her and has an indication of what's gonna happen she joins jesse in bed who asks if she wet the couch again wet a uh, bedwetting at this age can definitely be caused by emotional stress in children she says till the end of the world this is a common phrase between them that we know from the comic but if you don't know this is kind of like uh, always and forever 
see all the reasons in the flashback too why Tulip would latch on to Jesse like a savior and he did absolutely adore her and he definitely wanted to in a way bring her to the light to the good side and I think he still has these predilections as an adult technically dad did the right thing as he couldn't take care of this child <laughs> but and, and knowing more about the backstory he really couldn't have taken care of this child but jesse reacts negatively and doesn't understand especially when it became apparent that he considered an o'hare to be a constant source of trouble no matter how good that she acts something we see jesse throw in her face a little bit later Young Jesse asked God later that night to look after Tulip and to kill his dad and send him straight to hell. And yeah, that'll send you down a religious <laughs> psycho trip you'll never reemerge from. He genuinely feels God had such power and still does, and that his word is gospel. And by his word, I do think Jesse believes. Like this is kind of apropos that he would be gifted with the word when he truly believes his words have such a power to make things happen. But I don't think Jesse ruminates very long on his actual philosophy, which we'll get to in a little bit. Presently, Jesse is watching an awful rendition of a play and shits on the actors for not being menacing enough before Odin visits to claim his church seeing as he lost the bet prior to this announcement odin said he made a mistake and jesse's arrogance like go on my child <laughs> i will absolve you of your sins these motherfucking bitch ass niggas odin simply feels he failed his ancestors by not living up to the success of his heritage and wants jesse to sign the deed over as he is not a christian he's serving god his god <laughs> jesse doesn't realize what went wrong and only tells him i don't give a shit i'm not giving you my father's church odin declares war referencing some confederate bullshit of surrender or die emily goes outside to join cassidy because she wants to gossip like i know i heard half of that conversation i need the rest of it while Cass is smoking she's like yeah i don't know everything about jesse but you know Cass is like jesse's a good person despite acting like a jackass didn't say all those words but it is dinner time and cassidy putting on that much damn ketchup on that little dried up patty he needed something though to rehydrate it <laughs> but he's talking crazy shit about the big lebowski he had me dying because this is what a good boyfriend would do i'm just saying she cooked i'm gonna enjoy it despite it being absolutely atrocious i'm gonna make it work i'm gonna make it get down my belly and then i'm going to have stimulating conversation he's like don't sell me shite i'm stoned but i'm not high plot matters <laughs> the big lebowski was overrated tulip is looking for some approval from jesse regarding her cookie with cassidy immediately giving her affirmation that it's great emily asks what's on the hash browns vanilla extract oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty emily is like girl this shit took over the whole dish without saying it 
But Tula definitely knew there was an insult implied when she was like, oh, overwhelming? Yeah, that. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? There's also this civil rivalry for Jesse's heart, which I don't feel he should have to put Tula through. Y'all would love to believe, oh, I don't need him, that, that, and the other thing. But ladies, we all know when you love him, you can't just let him go. It's not, it's easier said than done. And clearly this type of love built into childhood is why she is doing so much. It just feels so odd that he's sitting here with two women. One is his girl. The other wants to be his girl. And you're wanting your girl to be more like this other girl. And you're going to sit there and pretend like you don't know what you're doing. You really want me to believe that? Cassidy continues to try to upkeep conversation when it gets odd. But Tulip is irritated that this dude is sitting here like what? Leave it alone, Tulip. Does he look like a bitch? Not only that, she can sense that both Cassidy and Emily both know something because they're being all quiet and looking inconspicuous. Sheriff Root interrupts dinner to ask about Eugene. And you know it's torturing this man because the last words he said to his son were unkind even though you know he loves his son. And now he's missing. Tulip apparently put vanilla extract on the baking sheet which is flammable when she left it in the oven. So this fire saved Jesse from initially answering but mostly served as an... <laughs> as a very appropriate visual of exactly where Eugene is with all the flames Cassidy making Tula feel better about not knowing <laughs> to put vanilla extract on the baking sheet caused the fire like, I didn't know that did you know that I didn't hmm. interesting <laughs> her terrible cooking he's just really trying to make her feel better for it despite the fact that she admits to being in love with someone else and they can't have a relationship <sighs> they are going to be the best part of me talking about <laughs> the next two seasons. Three, I believe. Jesse denies seeing Eugene, but Emily, who sent him in, says otherwise. But then she's trying to prove that she could be that girl by indebting herself to him by giving him an alibi. You trash. You all the way trash for that. But she wants to be anything other than who she is. And that's probably going to lead you to not the best path. Cassidy, done with the bullshit, comes outside and hits Jesse in the face with a fire extinguisher to get him to talk. Like, no. What the fuck? And you just know that he left the kitchen with Tula being like, this motherfucker about to come up in here and answer my questions. And then him trying to be a best friend to his best mate being like, no, I got it. You know, let me talk to him for a minute. Let me just talk to him for a minute. So he goes outside. At least Jesse admits it was a mistake. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't intend to send him to hell. But he's not contrite. Not even in the slightest for his actions. Deciding to justify them by pointing to Eugene's actions. He tells Cassidy the story about how he loved Tracy. She rejected him so Eugene shot her then himself. But both lived to some extent. If that's the truth, you choosing to force that mother to forgive Eugene is even more re reprehensible. And he don't see that. Jesse is convinced if it is God's plan, if it isn't God's plan, it's definitely his will. As he's utilized the great Jesse Custer before to speak his word 
and disgustingly he's determined that far better men have been cast down than eugene we all know he's talking about his daddy and he believes that his dad's in hell but doesn't question the fairness of such a god and that if eugene went to hell then he will stand by and let him burn go suck a dick suck a dick suck a motherfucking dick suck a dick suck a huge or small it was at this moment cassidy knew tulip was right and told him as much he was like what you know about tulip nothing nothing i'm not even gonna get into that with you because that's a whole other fight that we're gonna be having but he sees the good in in jesse but he knows and acknowledges that there is this ugliness to him as well and i think that might be a reason why he was chosen genesis is brought up because cassidy thinks you need to give it back to the angels because it's twisting you inside and out but he's like no it's not and i'm not giving it back it's mine i'm keeping it no (laughs) why would he give up a power that powerful but you also did do something that was complete like you're not even putting the pieces together you told the first dude that ripped out his heart he's dead now eugene's in hell odin king cannon's trying to come out with his confederate army don't you see the pattern of your behavior but no because when you're arrogant and you're egocentric then you don't have that forethought to think of out yourself and and yeah uh Cassidy then gives a wonderful monologue I love this where he says well um if you are saying what you are saying he tosses the extinguisher at him then what about me Padre I'm a lazy lion self-obsessed drug abusing cheating fornicator with a filthy mouth and if I did meet your god he'd be a fucking muppet you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me you hear he then bursts into flames i paraphrased the last bit uh and, <laughs> and leaves it up to the man to save him from inspiring from the sun rays he comes back in with the fire extinguisher and that gave me some joy because i figured if he didn't use it then it wouldn't have looked like it was used and it did look like it was used but he comes back to dinner sans cast with the extinguisher both women wanting to know where the hell is cassidy one caring way more than the other he asked tulip if she knew and she wants to know what he did to him he asked emily she's like i don't know nothing about nothing he does not comment which upsets her and she is mad that he kicked out someone that didn't live up to his christian ideas much like his daddy he taunts back in her face that you don't want to talk about my daddy and second you're immoral being an o'hare and her cooking is laughable he drives the nail by asking why she is even here not taking no bullshit tulip grabs her keys and calls him a dick kiss my entire ass seven episodes in and this is what y'all did to y'all protagonists and i'm not sure what the whole idea was and i think there's this stereotypical idea of a macho man that they really were trying to revive from this comic but it ended up being seven episodes of the protagonist just being an absolute asshole for the most part there's nothing very likable about jesse it's not that he's hated i don't hate him but he's not likable so when he does things like toss o'hare in her face 
after she just i mean after you know the morning she's had you know what she's been going through and she's sacrificing so much for him to do that it's kind of like wow you really want me to root for this guy in any capacity in the future you're gonna have to do a lot of work and unfortunately the work just wasn't put in emily the weakest link because she don't have the skin for jesse to bite <laughs> like she don't have the skin to to walk away from this and be like only be slightly you know in uh, inflicted but jesse just takes a bite out of her because she confesses to believing in him and you came back she thought this was the time to be like oh i see you got rid of everybody else in your life the bad influences maybe you just want me this good wholesome person but he don't want you either because she says i believe in you and he was like that was stupid go home <laughs> he effectively burned all his bridges he's being self-destructive i can recognize the patterns doesn't mean i have to like them he's someone who lashes out when he has no control and that's problematic you at some point you like 30 fucking years old <laughs> you gotta take some ownership flashback once again dad wakes jesse when he is a child to tell him to hide under the bed two men come into the home and beat his father with baseball bats before grabbing jesse and then forcing him outside by lantern light to watch while they execute him his last words his dad by the way his last words are a trauma warping um <laughs> way to get into someone's mindset forever as he tells them much bigger things are coming for him and man he really thinks that has happened presently though he is tearing up the floor he is very much feeling guilty because he sent this boy to hell and he can tell himself everything he wants to that's what i mean by kind of narcissist but he knows deep down he did wrong odin with his army dressed in confederate gear we see donnie snack at the head kind of like what the fuck is going on but also i work here march to claim their land and that's how we end the episode very interesting stuff and things <laughs> we don't have any feedback this week but if you want to join in the conversation blackrocouch at gmail.com or you can comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace hair grease the blacker magic